some of the things he just said about the son and he that son is set free is free indeed. And uh, I want to be liberated. I want to be uh, walk in the liberty of the Holy Ghost and the call of God, the election of the Lord, bearing that precious name and the responsibility of that name. Uh, I want it not just that, but I want it to affect every soul that's in this house, every family that's in this house. Uh, you can be seated. Why don't we for just a minute? And as we just kind of feel this thing out, I really felt maybe we was a little hesitant to respond to what we already felt in that song. Maybe there should have been a little more response. Amen. Because he's our keeper. He's our provider. He's the prince. You know, he's the prince of peace. He's the counselor. He's the almighty. And if we ever needed Jesus, we need Jesus. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the hand of God upon our lives to help us and the effect it's going to have. And who knows what kind of effect all of this is going to have before it's all said and done, uh, the outcome of it. And uh, I I've, I've haven't been convinced, and I know I may, uh, may uh, cross swords with you right here, but I, I'm just not convinced tonight that our country and the government of our country, the judge, judges and all the courts are so corrupt, amen, uh, that, you know, the whole, whole deal, if there was some, some real sound evidence, and I know there's a lot of things you can listen to out there and things are said and all this other stuff, but uh, I'm just not sold out to all of that just yet, but... Um, uh, you know what? The church is going to make it. The church is going to survive. Those that are born again of his water and his spirit. And uh, that's not saying there's not going to be trials. And there's not going to be heartaches and disappointments and things of that nature. Uh, the, the, the world's full of it. And uh, something I felt. And in, in, in actually I felt this Sunday. And uh, to, to kind of address this to a certain degree tonight. And uh, the windows of opportunity, the windows of opportunity. And um, anybody ever heard the statement, the, the, your eyes is a window to your soul? Do you think it's in your Bible? I hope not. Because it's not. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's, it's not. Praise God. So, but yet, you know, we hear it so often and whatever. So it, it wouldn't have surprised me if, you know, if everybody said, yeah, it's in the Bible. But it's, it's not. It's not in there. And, um, but I felt impressed, amen, about the windows and then the eyes. The eyes are the windows to your soul. And what we observe and what we take hold of. And not just your eyes, but with your ears and the combination of both. And uh, the effects it will have upon us. And the, the way the demonical forces work. But God works, you know, even much more. I, I believe a lot of what the devil does is nothing but a copycat He's, he's observed and watch what God does and is successful and then he, he, he tries to copy it. Uh, you know, from tongues to whatever, you know. And uh, you, you take all that what you want to. But, but I'm going to give you a verse tonight. Proverbs 7 and 6. And you don't have to stand. Just let me, let me ponder a little bit here tonight. Let me, uh, because I really feel it's real strong about let's take some time to pray for a nation. And uh, we're definitely going to be praying for this boy. Amen. This could be his last service with us. Only God knows all this, and uh, our prayers here tonight for Him. And uh, where you and I don't see it all, He does. And so our response and our prayers, amen, for this boy laying hands on him, that God's hand will be placed upon him from, from, from this night, and not just from this night. I believe God's hand's been on it the whole time, but, and who knows? It may work it back. But if it don't, God can 10 years down the road, and so God knows all that. And um, so it's just a lot of things going on, a lot of things that's 
my mind, my heart, my spirit tonight, and we need to address, and I know it's Wednesday night, I understand that. And, uh, but, but if you got your Bible, turn to Proverbs 7 and 6. For at the window of my house, I look through my casement. This is actually, if you begin to look at this, and I, I won't, I'm not going to read all of that because it's kind of a little too, um, a little too graphic. Let me just put it that way. Uh, mixed congregation, too much ages and what have you. But I believe, I believe, I believe Solomon's telling us more here. I believe there's more being said here. Uh, than, than just the, the natural part of it, the physical part of it. And we know it's true. If you read all of that, you'll see that it's very true. Uh, what will happen, what will take place. But what I really believe that what the writer is trying to help us understand, a Solomon, a man, and, the, and, and God, and God allowing it to be in the Word of God, I think it's something far more important. A man, as, as we watch this begin to unfold, and as we see, watch this. And you go back to the beginning of that particular chapter, and you're going to see, My son, keep my words and lay up my commandments with thee. And when he begins to talk about this, and he begins to lighten to this, uh, you, you can see the theme of this discourse is, is actually prefaced by customary exhortation of laying hold of wisdom and teachings and guarding them as what? As the apple. Watch the next statement. Keep my commandments and live and my law as the apple of thine Eye. The apple here, no doubt, is referring to or likened unto the pupil of the eye and how protected we want to be of the eyes. And if you worked off any, if you know anything about any of that, you know you got to put on certain things to protect the eye. And, but how delicate the eye really is and how sensitive it, it, it can be and how that you can get anything that get in it. The New Testament talks about uh, the beam and it talks about a piece of dust in the eye and things like that. But, uh, you know, you know as much as a, uh, a piece of dust in the eye can become so irritating and affect your, your ability to a vision and your ability to grasp what's really going on. And so the, the message here as you watch him, as he begins, he says, bind them upon thy fingers. And no doubt this is going to take you back to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter. Takes you back, amen, to the commandments and how they would take that around the orange and through their fingers and put it between their eyes and and you know the the, the the commandments or instructions about the Lord and who he was and as the one and only true God write them upon the tables of thy heart say unto wisdom that thou art my sister and call understanding thy kinswoman and kinswoman's not used too often in the Bible Joel um, I believe no Ruth Ruth I believe it is Ruth it's it's mentioned a couple of times there the kinsman your kinsman a man that's mentioned there and we know the near kinsman that we really Amen. It's, it's Jesus Christ, amen, that, that leads us back. But that they may keep thee from the strange woman and from the, str the stranger which flattereth with her words. Now, here's where we're going into some, I think, some area. And, and I know it's true in the natural, but, but I really believe uh, the Lord's going to help us. How I many of you remember I've been mentioned here, and especially in this past year, the spirit of iniquity. And, and so I believe here that the writer, uh, maybe he didn't really understand understand it and maybe I'm out in left field and I'm out there by myself but uh, I fix and put it out there anyway but I believe you're going to watch here you're going to watch somebody uh, as it begins or it talks about this particular lady and likens her unto a woman and a she and and because then he goes on he saw as the window of my house I looked through my casement and and have you ever thought the casement the window the casement itself and even window itself is not mentioned in the Bible as much as some may think it's some only about 16 times 
in the Bible, that window itself. And so the window of opportunity as you, you look out and if you observe life and the things that life have to offer and what the world has to offer and what God has to offer and what opportunities that may come our way. And here we are going into 2021 and boy, it's been a rough 2020, but, um, but 2021, you know, for some in 2020, it's been a blessing in some ways and in others, you know, it, it, it's took some people their business and it's blessed other people. And, you know, you can just go from one spectrum to the other in that same situation. But, but I want you to really watch some things that begin to unfold. He said, and beheld among the simple ones. And remember simple sometimes, uh, Brother Wilson helped me out with this term. I heard him make this statement one time. He said simple uh, basically means unaware. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're just simple-minded and you can't gather a lot and all this other. You're just unaware. You just don't know about that. With any topic we could bring up here tonight, some of us wouldn't know anything about it. Others would know a lot about it. And so that's, you know, he likened to that term, you know, that you're just unaware. You just don't know. You know, it's, you're just simple. You're just ignorant of it, if I can put it that way. It's not mean that you're an ignorant individual. You're just ignorant about that particular situation that's going on. And he says, I discerned among the youths of a young man void of understanding to watch him. He, he, he makes it plain. It's a young man. It's, a, it, it's somebody who's not seasoned. He hasn't been around long. He's not real experienced. He don't know a whole lot of things about uh, spirits and voices and things of this nature. And what may be, you know, because now he's observing through the window an episode that's taking place and what's unfolding. But, but yet he encounters one, a man that no doubt, if you read the scripture, is much older than he is. Is, much more experienced than he is. Hallelujah. Got much more involvement in the world and, and the things that they desire and how to lure and how to attract and how to attain them. Amen. And so watch this. Amen. The devil's been around a long time. He knows how to deceive. He knows how to, how to work his way around and how to lure people, how to set up means and ways. I'm not talking about adultery here in the natural. I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. And if he's ever been a generation I'm telling you that's simple about the true spirit of God simple about the true love of God the power of God amen that don't even realize you'd be shocked to people even in the White House on both sides of the party amen but they don't know nothing about the Bible they've done everything they can to drive the word of God out in the name of the Lord he mentioned it tonight even knowing what I'm talking about amen talking about amen and all, 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 and all this other man you get so hung up on all this it don't matter to nothing amen but I was tell you something. I'll tell you if there's ever been a generation that needs to shake herself and get stirred up. Amen. God, I want the help of the Holy Ghost. I want, amen, the help of Jesus Christ to move up on my behalf because I'm living in a very wicked and dark hour and day. It's going to be like the days of Noah. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're reaching a place where Nobody's sins. Nobody's going to hell. Nobody transgresses against God. We get to a place that this doesn't mean anything. It doesn't say, you know, it doesn't mean what it says. You got your own interpretation, you know, things. I'm telling you, the spirit of iniquity is working over time. Amen. The spirit of iniquity is working and maneuvering and operating in such a manner, in such a way. 
So if you read on through that, you'll get a little understanding of what I'm talking about. As he observed and watched this unfold. And I'm not going to read those rest of those scriptures. You, you go back, and, but I believe you'll, you'll understand what I'm talking about just here a little bit. And, and this is not necessarily messages tonight. This is just some thoughts and some things I feel like God's been dealing with me about and just uh, you know something maybe we, we could hear here tonight on this Wednesday night and and with all the other that's going on hallelujah but I'm going to tell you something 2021 can be a window of opportunity but it's up to you and I of what we're going to behold hallelujah the Bible taught us watch this I was impressed today as in, in prayer you know the Bible says make not provision for the flesh am I right well if that be the case then without saying it that means you have to make provision for the spirit. Okay? If it's one extreme or works in one way not to make provision for the flesh, then, then you've got to make things and, and set yourself or point, you know, get direction as you're watching out this window, amen, of opportunity that's coming. Hallelujah. God help us not to let the opportunity slip by. Hey, I believe that God wants to give somebody revival right in the midst of all of this chaos, right in the middle of all this darkness, right in the middle of all this spiritual struggle and battle that we're in. I believe there's going to be some people right in the midst of all of that says, you know what? Hallelujah. I'm not going to let this drive me from God. I'm going to let this drive me to God. I'm not going to let it drive me from righteous and wholeness. I'm going to let it drive me to it. I'm not going to pick up a gun and I'm not going to get a bad attitude and a bad spirit. I'm not going to get none of that. No, I'm going to get the right spirit. I'm going to get in the right frame of mind. I'm going to get in the right pathway. I'm going to get in the place where I can have revival and my brother can have revival. My neighbor can have revival. But there's a spirit that you and I have got to battle against. And that spirit's been around a long time. That spirit is very seasoned. It's seen a lot of ups and downs. It's dealt with a lot of generations and with a lot of people. And you and I, we can say what we want to here tonight. We're not equipped. We're not equipped with our own abilities and, and ta uh, talents and, and things, amen, to, to know how to maneuver and how to know. No. That's the reason we need the Holy Ghost. And that's the reason we need God because you guess what? The Holy Ghost has been along a lot longer than the spirit of iniquity. Amen. God was here before that ever showed up. You hear me? God knows exactly what's going up and what's coming down. God knows everything that's going in and going out. God knows everything about this nation and what this nation's going to be and the days that lays ahead of her. God knows exactly what's going to happen every day of the remainder of this year for you and I. But here it is. Amen. I'm ready to get my eyes. Amen. In the window of faith. In the window. Amen. Of the love of God. The power of God. Hey, I'm praying as earnest as I've ever prayed in my life. God, I want to bear and cultivate. I want to see all nine fruits of the Holy Ghost alive and well in our, in our church, in our local assembly, in myself, in my family. Hallelujah. You know what? Because if you start cultivating and making that, I'm telling you, you'll stop. You'll stop the families from being broken up. You'll stop the power of the iniquity. There's no law against these fruits. There's laws against all the rest of that mess. All the adultery, fornication, all that other mess. There's law, but not against the laws of the fruits of the Holy Ghost. There's no power. There's no devil. There's nothing, amen, that can stop it. When you begin to cultivate them and they begin to prosper and grow, I'll tell you, it's going to affect our community. It's going to affect them. It's going to. So, what we're going to observe, what we're going to 
How are we going to handle it? <laughs> Sometimes some things could be disappointing as we watch out that window. Such as it was with the mother of Syria. If you go back to Judges, the fifth chapter. As she looked out at the window and cried through the lattice. Lattice here. The only time, if there's a possibility, they had any glass. They tell us that possibly here, some type and form of stained glass. I don't know if that's important or not, but she looked out the lattice. Why is his chariot so long in coming? Why tarry the wheels of his chariot? And she was referring unto her son. Amen. She was looking. Amen. But he wasn't going to come. Syria, a man had been taken care of. You'll know the story when I say this. J.L., the wife, a man, had took him with a tent stake. As she came into her tent, a man, and he was weary. And he asked for water, and she gave him milk, and he was fast asleep. And she took that tent and a hammer and put that tent, tent put the hammer in one place. It don't really say, but another place in the song, a man talks about took that hammer in the right hand. And takes him out. And is she watching out the window and looking. But he's not going to. Anybody ever expected somebody to come. And you're watching out the window. Want to see when they drive up. And you expect them to come. So what am I asking you tonight. After you're out of your window of expectation. For 2021. What are you expecting? Hallelujah. Are you you're full of doubt and unbelief. And don't believe that God's going to do something. I hope not. Because I'm going to look out this window with faith and confidence. In God himself. In Jesus Christ that we just sung about. Hallelujah. That I can find peace and comfort and assurance. Hallelujah. That he's going to see us through. And that he's going to give us revival. He's in the revival business. Sister Judy, I'm going to look out that window to believe. Hallelujah. I may not have him in my own arms. But I'm going to put him in the hands of one tonight. Hallelujah. That no man can pluck him out of it. I don't care if he is raised by a lesbian. And I don't care if they get the tape. Lesbians are not a lifestyle. I'm telling you it's an abomination against God. I don't care what everybody else say they call me hate if they want to call it hey that's not hate honey it's abomination but I'm going to tell you what we can make the difference by the prayer we make and the God that we serve that can protect them and send angels to do work that you and I can't do I'm looking through a different window I'm looking for a body hand of God to work hallelujah hey we're doing pretty good so far What do you mean by that? <laughs> I've had a few call me and said, hey, I bet you can go get checked for Corona. I said, you ain't got it. Right. Coming back negative. Right. You do that what you want, God. Okay. Right. Right. God, have mercy. Somebody's got to have some faith. Right. Hallelujah. You know what? Watch this. I told the Lord in prayer, I said, Lord, they may have it now, but you fix them to touch them your blood when they get over there or not. I said, when they get over there or not, because your blood can take it all out. All the evidence and everything else. Hallelujah. There's ever been a time, amen, that we need to get the wisdom and knowledge and what this book is not going to spare. I'm not going to let it slip. I may not memorize it and do it. So I can, all these are single. I'd love to join them with that song tonight. Man, I'd love to got some of that black stuff in it, man. Mm -hmm. 
I'm telling you, I could got carried away with that song tonight. It was blessing my soul. It was blessing my spirit. It was lifting me up. Hallelujah. When you hear about your, your own nation and the world in chaos and trouble, but the church is not going to be rocked out. But the church is not going to be defeated. If nothing else, I'm going to stay with the church. I said, I'm going to stay with the church. Hallelujah. I don't know what's coming and going, but I'm going to stay with the church. I know where the church is going. The moment in our twinkling of an eye, this church is going to leave. I want to be ready. How about you? Another thing I'd like to address for just a second. Amen. And, and I did. I brought my watch. I'm going to watch it. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 15. This is a time of David. It's the second trip of bringing that ark back Back to a tent, a place that he had prepared. You know the story the first time, how they come up short, wasn't doing it right. So he got his ducks in a row, if I can put it that way. Got that ark on the Levite's shoulder, where it's supposed to be. Amen. And here they're coming. They're coming back in. They're dancing. They're loving God. They're worshiping God. You go back to First Chronicles, the 15th chapter. It tells you about the hundreds and 120 and all the musicians and singers and different ones. And how that some had, had was gifted. Amen. And the song that was being sung. And, and the things that was going on. You, you can go back and read all of that. And, and, and you'll see. But you're going to notice um, when you get down to about the 25th and David and the elders of Israel, the, the captains over the thousands went to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord to the house of Obed-Aven with joy. And it came to pass when God helped the Levites that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord that they offered seven bullocks and seven rams. And David had clothed himself in the robe of fine linen. And all the Levites that bear the ark and the singers and the master of the songs and David also and upon him the ephod of linen. And so as you watch it goes on down the shouting, they're having a good time. Amen. Just having a good move of God, a good move of the Holy Ghost. But you know what? Amen. As they made their way in and watch this 29th verse. This is a focus verse. But it came to pass as the ark of the covenant of the Lord came to the city of David that Micah, the daughter of Saul, looking out at a window, saw King David dancing and playing, and she despised him in her heart. Amen. You can go to 2 Samuel 6 and 17 and 23. It gives you a little more encounter of this situation and the aftermath after that where Chronicles does not. Amen. But here you can see in the writings of 2 Samuel we're at this point whether or not how it all unfolded uh, the, the, the Bible I've got here made the statement said we don't know if God just uh, because of her response and because she despised a man the, the man of God and his response unto the ark and if you go and read you know you can see where a man is he David responds to him and talks about hey I'm going to get become more even more vile the next time and more beside myself because God's the one that placed me here God's the one that put me in your dad's place. Amen. But, but watch this. But her, her, her wound became barren. She never, she never got to produce a child in the kingdom. Amen. Of David. Hallelujah. Because she despised David. Hallelujah. And made light of his worship of this one true God. Oh God help us in Bendale, Mississippi. I don't want to curse on us that we can't birth children into the kingdom of God. Help us not despise the true worship and magnifying and exalting of God Almighty, but help us join together and bind together as we watch out the windows of our own eyes, if you please. Hallelujah, if I can use that of our own eyes, we wouldn't make light, we wouldn't make fun. No, by the mercy and grace of God, we'd cook up and join together. You say, oh, come on, preacher. That's a little too, you're getting, no, I'm not. 
I believe I can liken our eyes into a window. John came along and wrote it this way. Three gateways of sin enters. <laughs> lust of the flesh, pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. Lust of the eyes. I think it's very important of what we respond to or what we behold. And I, I want to tell you something tonight, church. We're living in a world today with technology and with the phones that our eyes are exposed to more at a click of a button than they've ever been. And if there's ever been a time that we need to put, put a guard upon our eyes and a watchman, amen, that will hold on to the commandments and the statues and the laws of God because we're living in a world today the devil's looking for avenues and means and ways to weasel his way into our families and into our hearts. We're the precious ones. You that got the Holy Ghost and been baptized in Jesus' name and washed in his blood. You're the precious ones that he's after. Hallelujah. He's not, he's not so worried about some. He's already got them. But it's you, amen, that's got an inheritance slayed up. Hallelujah. He's looking for the window of opportunity. Amen. To corrupt your mind and to corrupt your heart. Amen. To pollute your spirit. He's looking for the opportunity. Hallelujah. And he'll use whatever tactics. He'll use whatever moment. He'll use whatever event that he possibly can. Amen. Because he's nothing but a murderer. He's nothing but a destroyer. That's all he ever will be. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, hallelujah, I thank God for his mercy and grace and compassion that'll work on our behalf as we humble ourselves unto him. I'm thankful tonight that we got an advocate. Hallelujah. We got one, amen, that we can call on and cry out to that'll come to our rescue and help us, amen, in the battle that we're in and the struggle that we're in. I know the United States is in a struggle tonight, but the biggest problem with the United States is the churches of the United States because of the churches that go back to the old landmarks if the churches would go back to old-fashioned prayer if the churches go back calling on his name i tell you we can even change the white house able hey, one force can stop the prince of the air that's jesus christ and the blood of the lamb nothing else but it can do it so now and i won't be but just a couple of more minutes if you don't mind Can I say, let me make Why? I could, listen, let me, let me just bring out. Remember something. The ark represented God. Okay? I don't believe Micah was ignorant of that. To read rhymes through the scripture prior to this event, such as the time, amen. Deuteronomy 31 and 25, Moses commanded the Levites. Which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of your Lord, your God, that he may be there for a witness against thee. I believe you can go to Joshua 4 and 7. Then he shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. I believe, I believe, I just can't help believe they've heard these stories. As they heard about the covenant. Amen. On those Levites, as they made their way to that Jordan that was swelling out of its banks. I don't believe the feet ever got wet. I believe as they stepped in, the waters departed. Hallelujah. It's faith. It's moving faith that moves God. Hallelujah. That opens up ways and means. You got to step out by faith. You got to step out believing. That's the reason Peter, amen, can I come? Yeah, you can come. Amen. And you know what? He walked on faith. All, all logic, amen. He didn't walk on water. He walked on faith. You can't walk on water, but you can walk on faith. 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you, anything you're facing tonight, any struggle, any battles you got, and the window that you're looking through tonight, hallelujah, by faith in Jesus Christ and his mercy and grace and compassion, hallelujah, make us victorious. We can do it if we'll just step out by faith. Hallelujah. And do what God wants us to do in the world that we're living in. I could take you to Judges, the 20th chapter. Amen. When all of Israel, even, even whenever they rose up against their own brothers, amen, children of Benjamin, hallelujah, and Gilead, where they, they had come against them. You know about the heart. I'm not going to go into all the man divided, the Levite divided, but sent it out. They come together to come against him. Twice they come against him. Hallelujah. But they wouldn't. They was losing men. Some 20-something the first time. 18,000 the second time. But the third time, amen, when they went back to God, the children of Israel inquired of the Lord. Watch this. In for emphasis, for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. The ark was still with them at that moment in time. Hallelujah. But it's in this battle that they lost the ark. But God didn't lose his power. God didn't lose his ability. And I believe, amen, it wasn't about the man David as much as about the ark. Hallelujah. That was coming into the city of David. And when she despised, hallelujah, David worshiping the true God. Hallelujah. Closed up her wound. It's not a time to despise this good apostolic way. It's a good time to fall in love with it. It's a good time, amen, to fall in love with it. Everything you got. I want to dance before him. I want to magnify his name. I will lift up holy hands without wrath and doubt in the promises of the Lord Jesus Christ as he works on our behalf. And so you can see time after time. Amen. You can watch this unfold and take place. You can see where the ark even another time. Amen. The elders called upon it again with the Philistines. And they thought for sure. But you know what? Hallelujah. God's working. If we'll just let him. Now if you don't mind. I'd like to go back. I felt it to go back to this. And kind of mix between the two. I won't be but just a little bit here. Amen. But I want to read this verse to you tonight. Because as we look out this window tonight. As we observe what's going on us, uh, moving among us, and the spirits that we're warring against and battling against. Let me tell you something. These spirits have been around a long time. Whenever those swines went into that, that, that lake, those spirits didn't die. You can't drown spirits. And they're looking for somewhere to go. If you don't believe that, what happens to a clean man that repents? That unclean spirit comes out of him. Where does it go? It goes roaming around until what? It, it, it can't find nowhere to place, no resting place. So it tries to come back to the vessel it was in. Hallelujah. And if that vessel hadn't been filled up with something I'm going to tell you something they've repented in America by the hundreds and thousands but they wouldn't taught and instructed in the fullness amen of being filled with the power of the Holy Ghost you tell me what went back in there why are you watching churches that once stood so strong 50 years ago against ungodly ways and things but now they're crumbling and now they're falling in and falling by the wayside I'm telling you this truth and baptism of truth is the only thing that's going to sustain us the only thing that's going to get us from one day to the next hallelujah is the love of God and the Holy Ghost that's riding with us. We're not going to do it by ourselves. We're going to do it with the anointing and the blessing of God upon our lives. So you should watch this. Luke 4, you, you know this. You know these scriptures. In fact, if you don't mind, let me lead, lead up to that just a little bit. Uh, the, the setting that took place that, that brought this about and the, the importance of it. Actually, Jesus had been in Galilee. Picks up about uh, Luke 4 and 14. He says, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. This is after the temptation. Uh, amen. And he, he, you know the story there. I'm, I'm going to take time. 
And you're going to see, he said, I come back into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the regions round about. I believe that's in the regions of Galilee. But, but watch what happened. He taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. It's something about when you begin to glorify him and magnify him and exalt him. You and I personally can't make him any bigger. We just make him bigger in our eyes. We make him bigger than our problems. We make him bigger than the devil. We make him bigger than all the depression and envy and strives and things that may war against us. Amen. And so when they begin to glorify him, hallelujah, amen, when they begin to glorify him there in Galilee, hallelujah, then they realize and understand. Now he taught in the synagogues and he came to Nazareth when he had been been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the seventh day and he stood up to read and there was delivered to him the book out of Isaiah you start the spirit of the Lord is what is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he had sent me to heal the broken heart preach deliverance to the captives recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty them that are bruised. Hallelujah. That brings me right back to my Sunday night message. Hallelujah. He, he's come. Hallelujah. Who's, uh, hey, come on. Go to Genesis, the third chapter. Hallelujah. The devil's doing everything he can to bruise everybody. You ever been hit and bruised from that? And it's sore and things of that nature? I'm telling you, the devil's done his best and doing his best to bruise everybody. And I'm going to tell you something. He won't exempt you even with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He's going to try his best to bruise you. He's going to try his best to overcome you. He's going to try his best to lure and trap you. But I thank God tonight through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He came to give me liberty. Amen. To the bruise and the blind. Amen. That they can see him. Hallelujah. He's come. Amen. To set us free and make us whole. And so watch this. He preached the acceptable year unto the Lord. So, so I believe from this point on, you watch him. You go on down. You're going to see, hey, he lets him know in the synagogue. He said, these words that you just heard, the ones you just heard. Amen. He said, they're fulfilled today in your hearing. They're fulfilled. But watch what happens. What begins to take place in the 22nd verse says this. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? I'm going to tell you something. You've got to get over the attitude and the spirit that he's just some for all. Oh no, he wants to rule and reign in our lives. He wants to orchestrate and direct us. He wants to be our authors, amen, day in and day out. Not just on a Wednesday night, a Sunday morning, a Sunday night. He wants to be our God that goes with us for home with us. He wants to go on the job with us. He wants to fight every battle. Nothing's too small and nothing too big for this God. I tell you, he's come to give us a true liberty. And liberty, amen, how to live and how to walk and how to be what God wants us to be. That's the reason the psalmist talks about it. I'm going to walk in liberty. That really touched me what Brother Amen Sanford preached about the snake and the lamb's blood. I'm telling you right now, praise God, I'm praying for such a healing in this church of every, every servant's ever bit. I don't care if it's been in the last six months. I don't care if it's been six years ago. I don't care if it was 25 years ago. I don't care if it was 50 years ago. Hallelujah, this blood can still heal it. Hallelujah, there's nothing too low or too high that this blood can't reach down and get a hold of it and bring healing and mend it up. Hallelujah, that we can function and operate and accomplish and achieve the things that we ought to be in the, in the spirit of God, in the work of God. Hallelujah, I'm telling you, God's working. And if we'll just let him, I'll tell you what, he's going to work. And it's not just in Bendale. I'm telling you, he's going to work across the land. God's not up there with his hands. 
I beg the difference with you. That's a mistake, amen, we learned Sunday morning. This God cares, amen, he cares about you and I. He cares so much about us. Hallelujah, he said, come and cast all your cares at my feet. I'll take care of them. If you'll just come and cast them at my feet and leave them at my feet. Now, don't put a string to them. Don't pull on them. Don't put a time limit on them. Just come with faith and confidence that God's going to do something about, amen, about my cares. can't run this race and fight this fight load it down with the weights of the world there's some things you got to cast it aside some of it's just weights it's not necessarily sin it's weights it's weights God help us and then run this race with patience and then he goes on to tell us he said and don't go weary and well doing he goes on to tell us he said don't become faint minded mind. Anybody been worrying the mind? Have we have any mental problems? Amen. In our, in our country. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know who's a real healer of the mind? You know who's the one that can give you the renewing of the mind? Hallelujah. You know who can give you a sound mind, a healthy mind? Hallelujah. It's called Jesus Christ. It's walking in the promises of His Word. It's looking through that window of faith. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let slip by in 2021. The opportunity that's coming my way. Hallelujah. God, you help me be alert. You help me be vigilant. This thing is winding up, and we got to win souls, and we got to be a light to others, and that's not all. And I'm going to preach it sometime. We got to save ourselves from this untoward generation. I'm through, Brother Nathan. You can cut it off. We're going to.